Good news. We're talking about manifestation at least all month and possibly even beyond here on the Limitless Mother podcast. Whoop, whoop. As someone who has entirely changed her life for the better after discovering the power of manifestation and learning how to leverage the law of attraction, if you know me at all, you know this shiz is my jam. I'm obsessed with helping women manifest whatever it is that they desire. The epic blowout holiday, the landscaped garden, the dream home, the spa days, solo trips, manicures, personal stylist shopping trips, the date nights, regular time with besties, quality time with the kids, the money, lots and lots of money, (laughs) and ultimately the feelings, contentment, fulfillment, joy, inner peace, health, love, My clients and I have manifested it all and so much more. So I want to start at the beginning today so we can level set here. Let's talk about how the F you actually manifest with intention. I'm breaking this down and making it super simple for you to understand and ultimately wield as a force of positive change in your own life. I'm not here to live the dream alone after all. I'm not stopping until we are all living the dream. You're listening to the Limitless Mother podcast. I'm your host, Corey Javid, money mindset expert, success coach, mother, tea drinker, energy obsessed, manifester, afternoon bath lover, and thought leader in financial empowerment for mums. I know that we get to be successful because we are mothers, not in spite of it. And so around here, we do things differently. I've torn up the business rulebook and created a new paradigm for us. One in which we create results using energy instead of effort. I'm on a mission to help you ditch the old way of creating success. You know the one where you work hard, hustle and sacrifice, ew. (laughs) And instead teach you how to increase your impact and income without increasing your hours and how to manifest your dreams. So if you're a mother who's ready to learn how to elevate your energy to start making bank and start living your limitless life, this is your podcast, my love, and I'm your new biz bestie. Join me as we explore what's possible for us as mothers and business owners when we remove the limits. Hello, hello, Limitless Mothers. It's me, Corey Javid from CoreyJavid.com. How are you doing? You can probably hear from my voice that I'm on the tail end of a cold. And it's kind of unfortunate because, I mean, actually I feel fine. The unfortunate thing is I've been looking forward to recording this particular episode, which is how to manifest, because I want it to be that really foundational building block episode, a little bit like my Scale of Energy Masterclass episode. By the way, if you haven't listened to that, do go and listen to it at some point. It's amazing. And here we're going to have Saved for Prosperity, my nasally coldy voice. (laughs) So it is what it is. Uh, We'll all just have to deal with it. So there's a couple of changes afoot around here. One is that I'm not going to be giving you any life updates for a little while. Now, I know that many of you, because you tell me this and I love you for it, love listening to um, my updates as it pertains to us having sold our house and getting ready to live in our van for a year of travel around Europe and also at the same time try to buy a farm. And it's not that I don't want to share those things. I am working on separate content just to talk about that and everything that it involves and I'm very excited about that project. It's not ready yet, so I can't tell you more. So if you're missing the life updates, fear not. There will be more and you'll I think you'll love it even more coming at you forthwith. <laughs> 
So that's one change. Another change that's afoot is I've typically focused on one topic per month on this podcast for a long time, and I love doing that. And actually, I want a little bit more spaciousness in some of the topics that we're discussing. Dis- disgusting? <laughs> discussing. Often there are more things that I want to say, or we can go deeper on a thing. And I really want us to have that spaciousness. So I'm going to bring in the idea of seasons, which is slightly confusing because I've called this manifestation series, not season, but it is the season as well. (laughs) And how it's going to run is we will have seasons of different lengths depending on the theme of the season, but I will announce the season, we'll get stuck into the season, and we will continue that theme. And at the end of each season, there will be a break of some description. So this is also just going to help me with life and digital nomadry on the road if we have that opportunity every now and then for me to just reset and so that I can also have time to what I well essentially what I am trying to avoid here is I don't want to be feeling like I'm recording podcasts kind of on the hoof I want to maintain the amount of intentionality that I have with this podcast I still want to have the luxury of time to really plan out and be thoughtful about topics. You know, I really love to to teach and to give what I know on a topic. I give away all of my secrets here on the podcast. And I think that having a little bit of a break between each season is going to help me just to regroup given that, you know, we'll be out and about and doing other things. I don't want the podcast to kind of go on the back burner. And this is a really great way of me keeping the podcast flowing in a way that's going to serve you, I think, even more highly. So I'm quite excited about it. So that's the plan around here. I will tell you, though, I have one update to tell you, is that we have closed the door on the free energy calls that I was giving away that actually closed the door as you're listening to this some time ago, because so many women were snapping them up. And I've already started having some of these calls as I'm recording this, and I have been loving them so good. So all of this just to say, If I do another free call giveaway at some point, I don't know if I will this year, but if you hear me announce one, don't delay, don't overthink it, just get your buns over to the booking page and get one because they get snapped up super quickly. Okay, so manifestation series, we're going to be talking about manifestation, all series, all season, one and the same here. And I wanted to start with how to manifest. Now, if you know how to manifest, you know the basics of manifestation, still listen in. I still will consume content from time to time that is just reminding me of the foundational aspects of manifestation. Sometimes there's something in it that I hear and just receive slightly differently, or it causes me to reflect on a current manifestation that I'm bringing in and a different angle or view of it, or it gives me an opportunity to make an adjustment to my energy or something. So even if you feel like, yeah, I know everything about manifestation, I would still suggest that there'll be something in this for you. And I also know that, you know, we have a lot of new listeners. We have people joining us all the time. If you're new, I love you just as much as if you've been around here for a long time. And not everybody is always on the same page with manifestation. So in the same way that I have that episode, the Scale of Energy Masterclass, where I teach the scale that I created to as like a framework and a tool to use with energy work. And that's a really great episode to be able to send newcomers and I even send clients to it sometimes or people who are on calls with me so that we're all on the same page about a topic. So I wanted to have something similar for us here. Now, how to manifest is quite a big topic in and of itself. I'm trying my best today to distill it down and deliver this in a way that is very 
easy to understand and digestible. And yet we probably won't cover everything in great depth, but it's going to give us a really good jumping off point for the rest of the series. So if you have questions on manifestation, do let me know. I am considering later in this series doing a manifestation Q&A. Even if you're thinking, oh, well, it might get covered in an upcoming episode, always send me your feedback. Send me a DM. I'm at Corey Javid over on Instagram. It's the best place to do that. If you have any questions or you have things that you feel aren't yet answered around manifestation, I would love to hear. Okay, so let's get stuck in to how to manifest. Now, I want to start by sharing a manifestation story with you. I love a good story as a way of illustrating a topic or a point. And I found this one tricky to choose because I have had so many manifestations at this point in my life. And when I say that, I mean intentional manifestations. We'll come back to what that means in just a minute because it's a useful term for us. And since I understood manifestation and the law of attraction, I then really quickly got into this. And so I have so many things that I could share with you. And it occurred to me that it was a bit of a pity because I have this one particular journal. It's very kind of bedazzled and bejeweled. And inside of it, I've recorded over the years, not all of them, but several fun manifestation stories. Now it is already packed and awaiting our move to our farm when we actually purchase it. So I thought, oh, it's a shame that it's in there because it would be really fun to flip through and share some of them with you. But even just off the top of my head, I've got so many things that I could be sharing with you. So I'm going to share one story, but here is just a little glimpse of some of the things that are on the cutting room floor, let's say, or things that are still in the journal. Things that I might have actually shared about on the podcast before, if you've been a long-term listener, some of these stories will be familiar, but just to give you a bit of a teaser of some of these things. So I've manifested a mouse in our house, that's an unintentional rhyme, a white laptop, my wisdom tooth going away, yes, not once, three times, my nan's eyesight improving. Now we could get into a conversation and maybe you want me to do an episode on whether or not you can manifest for other people because most people will tell you no. I think there are some ways that we can bypass that, (laughs) get around that. I've obviously manifested clients, money, particular money targets and levels. The house that we're in right now as a rental, I manifested it, it was really specific set of circumstances and requirements, manifested the shit out of it. I've manifested speaking opportunities coming to me rather than me having to look for them. I've manifested all sorts of travel, free meals, free drinks. And if you love a good manifestation story, then you might know the story of my daughter manifesting Popcorn the Pony. Very specific. There's an episode on that one. Go and check it out if you want to listen to it. There's just a smattering of things that I've manifested with intention in a fun way. But I'm going to share with you one story, and then I'm going to touch on a couple of other things so that we can really start looking at and dissecting how to manifest and what manifestation is. So the first story is this. I'm going to try and keep it as brief as I can. I was listening to a book on manifestation, and in that book, it suggested doing some experiments just to prove to yourself that the universe is working in the way that the book was telling you that it was working and to prove that the universe is listening. And I didn't in that moment think, oh yes, I'm going to definitely do this experiment. All I thought was, "Mm, I wonder what that experiment would be for me. So she was suggesting, ask the universe for a sign. And I thought to myself, it would probably be money. And then anyway, I carried on with my day, but I didn't do the whole exercise of writing it out and formally asking the universe. The next day I woke up and I put on my dressing gown and I think that would be some sort of robe 
or house coat. I don't know. <laughs> in North American lingo, I, I like to translate sometimes because I know that dressing gown isn't the phrase that you use, but you know, that kind of toweling robe that you put on in the morning or over your pajamas or whatever. And I put my hand in my pocket and there was a pound coin. Some of you will remember this story for those of you who've been listening to the podcast for years. A pound coin was in my pocket. This makes absolutely no sense. And to this day, and this was about four or five years ago now, to this day, I have not been able to find a logical explanation for a pound coin finding its way into my dressing gown pocket. I never, ever wear my dressing gown outside of the house. (laughs) So there's no reason why I would have money in it. And second to that, I am the sort of person who never has cash about her person. So It was a very interesting situation. I was like, oh, okay, universe, game on. You're sending me pound coins. What followed was a spate of me finding pound coins in really random places. Next to my car in the car park at the gym, I found two pound coins on two separate occasions in the lip of the tumble dryer. And again, my husband and I do not carry cash. So if we had, we were the sort of people who always had some change jingling around in our pockets, then no big deal, but we didn't. So anyway, This went on for a while, and then over time, the pound coins stopped appearing, and then I was telling my mum this whole story while we were out for coffee uh, with my daughter, and, oh no, wait, there's a bit before that, and so, yeah, so I realized they'd stopped appearing, and so the night before the coffee, this is why I ended up telling her the story, I was tucking my daughter into bed, and it was dark, and I was giving her a snuggle, and I felt something on my hand, and I turned the light on, and it was a sticker of a coin, because I'd said to the universe, oh, hey, like, where where have the coins gone? And it was a sticker of a coin, and I was like, ha, (laughs) touche. You haven't sent me act or money, you've sent me a sticker. So anyway, the next day, I was out for coffee with my mum and my daughter, telling her the story, because it's kind of funny, right? And we're leaving the coffee shop and she says to me, well, really what you need to do then is say to the universe, okay, well, start showing me signs in forms of money that I can actually spend. And she was like, even better, note form. And we were like, yes, universe, start sending me money unexpectedly and out of nowhere in note form. Within one minute of us joking and saying that out loud, my daughter picked up, now I can't remember off the top of my head if it was a 20 pound note or a 10 pound note. I think it was a 20, either way off the floor and said, mommy, I just found this next to the car. (laughs) So that is a pretty cool manifestation. I think you'll agree. Now, we're going to come back to this story in a bit, and we're going to use this as a working example. I'll tell you two other quick manifestation stories, though. This one, I could just pick any period in my life. If I get overly busy, if I get overly stretched, and I feel like I have too much to do, I will get a migraine every time. That's also manifestation. <laughs> Another manifestation, and there's a reason why I'm sharing these random these three examples here for you in a second. Another manifestation are the yoga leggings that I'm wearing. They're really delightful leggings made from bamboo. They're super comfy. I feel kind of cute in them. <laughs> they fit well. I'm very happy with them. I manifested them by buying them. So my point with sharing these three stories in sort of juxtaposition is we get to have the magical manifestations, the things that come out of seeming nowhere, where the universe, God, angels, whatever you believe in, is surprising and delighting you with the appearance of the thing that you requested, such as Popcorn the Pony in my daughter's episode, such as the 20 pound note in the story that I just shared with you. That was a very magical, fun, rainbowy unicorn type of manifestation. I think we can agree. Having the migraine 
is also a type of manifestation. That was an unintentional manifestation. This is kind of proof that we're manifesting all of the time and sometimes with mixed results. Sometimes we're manifesting things that we don't love and that we wouldn't actually choose from a catalog, for example, right? So a migraine is still a manifestation. I know that it's a manifestation of my overbusiness and my, what's the word, like belief system problems with being busy. So I have an aversion to being busy such that if I'm overly busy, I will get a migraine. And the leggings that I'm wearing are just a practical manifestation. I decided I wanted these leggings. I researched who makes leggings that are made of something sustainable. Is there a company that I can buy from that I feel good about that's not exploiting the environment and its workers? And I just paid cash money for those leggings. It's still a manifestation. Me finding them, researching them, and just paying money for them, it's still a manifestation. So I'm sharing these three stories just to kind of illustrate that when we talk about manifestation and, you know, it's fun to talk about the really cool shit, the stuff that comes out of nowhere, the stuff that gives you goosebumps. I love that. I'm here for that all day, every day. There's also though an opportunity to look at where we're accidentally manifesting things that we don't really want, where how we're showing up and you know, we'll get into how we manifest, where we're manifesting unintentionally. And so we're bringing things, inviting things into our life that actually aren't serving us in the way that we want to be served, aren't contributing to a dream life, just aren't the vibe that we want to be living. And then also we, we shouldn't forget the sense of agency and power that we have to bring things about ourselves, to manifest ourselves through practical means, such as me researching these yoga leggings and then buying them. It still counts. It's still a manifestation. So those stories are just, I think, a really good kicking off point. But what really is manifestation? I think it's worth just zooming out for a second so we can all agree on a definition here. It's literally bringing something into reality. That's it. It's something being brought into reality, but through the lens that we're going to be discussing it today, we're going to be discussing about becoming more intentional. When I say how to manifest, you already are. But so we're talking about how to manifest with intention, really. And so we are intentionally bringing something into reality. Now we can do that through magic, like the 20 pound note. We can do that through practical means, like the leggings I'm wearing. Also, we can do that unintentionally, but we're not gonna be discussing that today because we're really here to discuss how to do it intentionally so we can avoid the unintentional things that don't serve us. (laughs) We can bring things into reality through the masculine energy, which is more of the leggings purchase. And we can bring in through feminine energy, which is more working on our energy and less of a need to effort our way to it, more of a magnetizing the things that we desire to us. And neither are right or wrong. And sometimes there's different situations where we want to use masculine and some situations where we want to use our feminine energy. Similarly, practical methods sometimes suit us best and magical is what we're there for. So manifestation is bringing something into reality. Like I already touched upon, you're already, as I am, as we all are, manifesting all of the time. Everything in your life right now is a manifestation that has been somehow attracted to you and arrived in your life. So we can't really talk about manifestation without talking about the law of attraction. So the law of attraction is a universal law of like attracting like. It's pretty straightforward in that sense. It's when the vibration and the frequency of one thing So that thing could be you, it could be another person, it could be something else. But when we're talking about manifestation, it's when we're looking at how our vibration and our frequency is attracting things of 
a like vibration and frequency to us. So those things could be our experience of a day. It could be tangible material things. It could be people. It could be circumstances, opportunities, ideas. We get to manifest both the physical and tangible and the intangible. But what we're talking about here, when we're talking about manifestation with intention, is being mindful and aware of the vibration and the frequency that we are emitting because we're all emitting a vibration and a frequency all of the time because we're all actually just energy at a quantum level. So we're all putting out this frequency and that frequency is bringing back in and attracting to us things that match it. So that's literally it. When we're talking about manifestation and how to do so intentionally, it means being aware of your energy your vibration and your frequency, said another way, and using that to draw in more of what you want and repel more of what you don't want. Does this make sense? Good. So the world is just responding to you. The universe is just responding to you, to your energy, your vibration, and your frequency, which is kind of, they're not all exactly the same thing, but we're not going to get into the specifics. We can use them as like terms for the purpose of this episode. So the world of the universe is just responding to you. You can pick anything from the world and the universe and it's responding to your frequency. I love talking about money, the energy and frequency of money. And my course, Limitless Money, is really there to help you understand the energy and frequency of money and how you've been showing up and the energy and frequency of money that you've been emitting and to explain, therefore, how your experience with money has been created thus far and what you can do by changing your energy or your frequency or your vibration as it pertains to money to have a different experience of money. So that literally is what Limitless Money does. It helps you understand it, first of all, and then understand how to change your vibration, change your energy as it pertains to money because money is just responding to your energy. So the world is just responding to you, which is actually a relief in many ways. At first, it can be a bit of a bitter pill to swallow. Wait, I've been creating all of this. That's how I felt when I first stumbled into this work. I felt quite irritated because I wasn't happy with my life back then. I was like, ugh, that's annoying. But ultimately, once we get over ourselves, it's actually a really beautiful gift because suddenly we realize how much agency, how much power we have to affect the experience that we're having in life and how we're feeling in our lives and the kind of things that are involved in our lives when we understand the, these principles at play, and we, it means we can start taking ownership of it. So when I started taking ownership of my energy, my vibration, my frequency, my entire life changed. So you hear me talking about mindset work, that's part of me changing my energy. Energy work, that's obviously me directly changing my energy, all of these things, which were the game changers for me, the levers that I pulled to create a different life for myself is because I had previously been putting out this frequency of for example, not enough, victimhood, and guess what I was getting back? The experience of not enoughness, situations that put me into a position of being the victim. Not cute, not pretty, not a fun life to be living. Now, once I took some responsibility for that, then my life changed, and then it was really freeing because suddenly now I'm in the driver's seat. Now, I don't want to get into this today just because I think it is a big topic, but what about when bad things happen to us? And I think we need to be really careful here because what I really dislike is when people use the teachings of manifestation and the law of attraction to make people feel like the abuses that they have received or 
terrible atrocities that they've been on the receiving end of are in any way their fault. No, I do not like fault. I do not like blame. And I don't think that we are attracting horrors to us if we have a horror happen to us. Because the thing is, is we're not operating here in a silo. So we get to impact our energy and our experience of things, but we don't get to dictate and control everything. We cannot dictate and control other people. They have free will and they are playing out their life experience through their energy. And that can kind of collide with us and cause us trauma, injury, whatever. And additionally, there are systemic things at hand. There are big systems of power and control out there, which we cannot control and manipulate through our energy. And so sometimes we come into contact with them. So my point being is we have a lot of control, but it's not all on us and we should never blame ourselves. So if anything has happened to us in the past that was traumatic, we shouldn't be labeling it as our fault. And I think we need to be really careful with that because to do that is to do a disservice to people who have been on the receiving end of you know, violence, abuse, systemic racism, all of these things. And that is not any individual's fault. And it is not something that they have willingly or unwillingly attracted to them. What I would also say though is... Sometimes it can be useful, although provoking, to look at our experiences and to say, you know, was there any part of me and what I was doing at that time that allowed that in? I like to say allowed if it's around something quite negative because I don't want to say that we attracted it in. So for example, when I was a a teenager, I was very much in a mindset of victimhood and I had a number of really not very nice things happen to me. I had somebody try to molest me at a bus stop in the middle of the day. I had been followed home by creepy guys more times than I can count. You know, just different things like this. And the problem is, and now that's not my fault. That is not on me. That is on them. Those people, the perpetrators of, of those actions, could even argue crimes in some instances. That is not on me. But what I can look at, and which is empowering for me to do, is to say, okay, I started to build a narrative for myself that I was a victim. And the more these things happened, the the stronger that narrative was. And so I was walking around in this expectation of, you know, being vulnerable. And so I put out a vulnerable vibe. And I think therefore I probably did attract the attention of people looking for somebody vulnerable. Oh, somebody tried to mug me once as well. I didn't let him. That's another story for another day. But I'm not being flippant about this. And like I said, this can be a very sensitive topic. So I don't really want us to get into it in too much detail. But my point is, I do not make that my fault. I don't make myself wrong for that. But I noticed that since I came to that realization, and I did actually come to that realization, not around manifestation, but I realized that I was kind of adopting this stance of victimhood and vulnerability and almost expecting it that it seemed to be almost not inviting it but allowing it more and more into my experience and since I shifted that and changed it I showed up differently with a bit more of a don't fucking mess with me attitude and those sorts of things stopped happening so anyway we'll leave that where it is because it is a touchy subject and I'm not saying go back and look at atrocious things that happened to you because these things whilst bad at the time none of them were like horrendous, the things that I've just described. And I'm not suggesting you go back and go, well, what was my part to play in this? Unless it would feel empowering for you to do so. 
I'm leaving up that up to you and your therapist and, and stuff like that. So, okay. But I do think it's worth addressing because I think that sometimes we can get kind of like, mm, I don't know though, with this law of attraction thing, when we start thinking of bad things that happen to people. The thing is, is we are only in charge of our energy and our vibration and our experience of and how we experience the things that are happening to us and around us as well. Okay. So how do we leverage the law of attraction to manifest with intention? That's why we're here. If we're manifesting anyway, if our vibration is bringing things into us anyway, we may as well do something with it and use it for good, right? (laughs) For example, if you got up today or tomorrow, let's say, and you decided today is going to be a really fucking excellent day. Today is going to be a really amazing day. And you got up and you smiled to yourself. You did a big stretch and you smiled at the sky out of the window. And you're like, yes, today's going to be a good day. Maybe you say to your partner, today's going to be a really good day. Maybe that plants the seed in their mind. Maybe they have more of a good day. Maybe you smile at your child, even though they're up super early. <laughs> you know, Maybe you know, you're going about your day and you wave at someone or smile at a stranger on the street, you're creating this ripple effect. People respond to you differently. And we've all noticed when we've started with a good day that we tend to have the rest of the day be good. And we've all been in the experience of we're in a bad mood and then bad things happen when we're in a bad mood, don't they? And so my point is, is that the law of attraction is working only all of the time. We are manifesting only all of the time. We may as well be intentional about it. Side note there, does any has anyone else had the experience, I used to get this all the time until I realized it was a thing, that if I got stressed, technology would stop working around me. <laughs> So like a deadline for something at university and my printer would stop working. Of course it would stop then. It's really funny actually now that I have the understanding of what's really at play to like look back at some of these experiences. So we may as well use it. So in the most simple terms, if you want to manifest something, first of all, you decide what that thing is. Now it needs to be in alignment truly for you. If you decide that you want a thing, but it's only an intellectual, like I think I want it, but actually you don't really want it. It's actually somebody else's desire for you. You're going to have a trickier time. This is why I talk about having a compelling vision um, and a compelling why all the time because it helps drive intentional manifestations. But first step is deciding what it is that you want. Now you're doing this all day, every day anyway, just naturally, whether or not you notice it. I know that often as women and even more so as mothers, because we've been so trained out of feeling connected with our desires, sometimes this is going on below the surface and we're not really actually aware of it. So sometimes we need to train ourselves to reconnect with our desires. So I just wanted to kind of note that here. But number one, step one is deciding what it is that you want. And step two, and this is going to sound really simplistic, but stick with me because we'll break it down, is bring it into reality. This is literally how you manifest it with intention. You decide what you want, you go about bringing it into reality. Now, You have a choice when it comes to bringing into reality that I touched on earlier. You get to decide, do I want to just magnetize this to me with magic? Do I want the universe to surprise and delight me with how it comes and when it comes and all the things? That's an option. Do you want to hustle your way to it? You can totally do that. It's still manifestation. Do you want to create a plan and follow the plan and hope that the plan brings it to you? That is a manifestation. So you get to decide how at a kind of like highest level, not how in terms of what are the steps, but what is the kind of the essence that you're going for here in this manifestation? How do you want to bring it about? So I mentioned speaking opportunities as one of the things that I manifested previously. I decided at one point in my business, this is pre-pandemic, because I've changed my mind since then, that I wanted to do more speaking gigs. I really like public speaking, but I didn't want to pursue it. 
I couldn't be bothered to pitch people. I didn't want to be out there actually creating a strategy to bring them in. So I decided, well, I'm just going to manifest them. I'm just going to manifest them with intention, but without action. I'm going to attract speaking opportunities to me. The next week, I was invited to speak (laughs) at an event. So this is how, you know, we get to decide, do we want to put some effort in here? Do we want to take action or do we not want to? Do we want to just literally only use our energy? Some things will require some action. Some things we will think they require action and they don't. More often than not, we think things require way more action than they do. That is the biggest thing that makes manifestations take the longest time is thinking they're going to take a long time and thinking we need to do a ton when it's not actually required. But we get to decide ultimately the general vibe that we want to use to bring something in. And I think that goes, that gets overlooked. I think that when we talk about manifestation, um, we're thinking that it's either all magical or we're just kind of like being like, okay, I'm going to bring that into reality. I'm going to make that goal happen. I'm going to hustle my way to it and make a plan. But we're not just actually taking a moment to say, hmm, what kind of energy do I want to use to bring this in? Do I want to use masculine energy? Do I want to use feminine energy? Do I want to does it feel good to have a plan and work the plan? Sometimes that feels good. Or does it feel good to actually focus on other things and just maintain my connection with this at an energetic level and trust I'm going to magnetize it to me? You get to decide. So I would say that a general rule of thumb that can be quite useful here is if you know how, like with me with the leggings, I mean, I could have if I wanted to, had worked on some magical manifestation where I am just sent some bamboo yoga leggings that fit perfectly. I can totally manifest that if I want to, if I decide that's important. But what was more important to me is the, I enjoyed choosing them, finding a company because I might actually use them again and having them soon. Now, I could have still manifested all of those things in the magical, but it felt good for me to take the action. So I just bought them, <laughs> right? Still counts, still a manifestation. So, and I knew how. There was no kind of like guesswork there. I wasn't, it wasn't something that there was loads of questions around. So if you know how, you can, but don't have to, just go ahead and execute that. That's still manifesting. But what I know that you really want to talk about is when you don't know how, okay? Because this happens so much in business and with money and with dream life, like whatever thing that you want to apply this to, more often than not, when we're getting excited about manifestation, it's because we're manifesting something that feels new to us, a new level of business, a new way of living, a new lifestyle, a new experience of money. But that newness then comes with, oh, but I haven't done it before. Therefore, I don't know how. Ugh. And so it feels good to manifest there. And so this is where we can really lean into some intentional manifestation and bring in a little sousson of that magic because we don't have to know how to manifest with it. We don't have to know the hows in terms of the practical hows or the strategic hows even if we want to just use our energy. So let's just talk about using our energy and using our actions to manifest, to bring things into reality. If you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, you will have likely heard me describe this before, but it's really important. This is how our experience and our outcomes work. (laughs) Our thoughts and our feelings combine together. So our thoughts, really what I mean there is the majority of our thoughts, which is actually linked to our belief system. So one errant thought isn't going to manifest something bad for you. So we don't need to worry like, oh my God, delete that thought. But the kind of vast majority of our thoughts on a topic combine with our feelings on that topic to create the kind of energy frequency that we're emitting as it pertains to that topic. And those two things create that energetic quality 
And then that feeds into any action we decide to take, which then combines to create our outcomes and our results and our experience. So if we want to have a new level of success or experience something new or experience a new level of abundance, when it's new, what often happens if we don't understand this model of how life and the world works is that we try to just change the actions. And when we're just changing the actions, we're putting our attention and effort of manifestation too late into the process because that's not the thing that is actually dictating our energy, our vibration, our frequency. It's not the thing really that is attracting things to us. The action is a vehicle for our energy. So our energy and the energy that we bring to those actions is really the thing that is magnetizing and attracting things to us. So when we understand that, when we want to do something new in particular, and I'll talk about why new in just a minute, it's really even more important to start with what are our thoughts and our beliefs around that topic, around that thing. And then from there, how are we feeling about that thing and get that lined up as best as we can, or at least going in the right direction before we're taking action. So all of last month, we were talking about energy before action. And this is one of the reasons why it's really where we can put our attention and get the most intentional manifestation results is when we actually start at the beginning of that flow rather than starting too late in it. Now, if it's a topic, so let's look at two different topics for two different examples here. So if it was a topic like me buying these bamboo yoga leggings that I'm wearing, I don't have any thoughts or feelings that might be blocking me on that. I was in there at the time when I bought them. I was in expectation of finding something that I wanted. I had that clear desire, step number one. And I didn't have any thoughts or feelings or beliefs that were not aligning with me having the leggings. So if I'd decided to sit down and research some bamboo leggings, and in my mind, I was like, well, this is going to be bloody pointless because I know there's nobody out there making any bamboo leggings and leggings never fit me anyway. They're never comfortable, blah, 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 negative, negative. Again, guess what would have happened? I would have either found nothing or found leggings that I didn't like or didn't fit because I would have been a match for that. So the action of sitting down or and researching and then ordering the leggings would have had a very different outcome. But when you're not working with something new, more often than not, you've, and something that you have successfully brought into your life before. So, okay, maybe I hadn't brought in organic bamboo leggings before, but I brought in other things of the same ilk. So I knew that I was kind of like, I can just take the practical action. I can just work at the end of that flow. I can put my attention at the action piece and get the outcome that I'm expecting because my thoughts and my feelings and my energy are already in alignment with that successful outcome, the comfy bamboo leggings, that being the successful outcome here. However, when we're doing something new and we want to bring something new into our reality, manifest something new, whether that's a dream home, whether that's a different job, whether that is a level of success in our business, a new experience of money, like a new level of wealth, a new lifestyle, anything that's new, we will have thoughts and feelings about it that have previously prevented it from coming into our reality, most likely. Now, maybe it's just because we hadn't even known that we wanted it before. And so just knowing it is enough for everything to align. However, more often than not, if there's something that we've wanted and wanted for a while and we haven't brought it into reality, it's because we have thoughts or feelings and said another way, our energy 
is in some way preventing it from popping in. So there will be something that is either, you could say it as blocking it or just preventing it from coming in, preventing us from being a match for that thing. So let's use an example of money here. If you've always earned, I don't know, let's say around 2K a month, that has become familiar to you, then it's really easy actually to manifest 2K per month. And I've seen this play out often with women who come to work with me. They've left a corporate role, started up a business, replaced their corporate salary relatively easily, and then they're like, I can't get past it. (laughs) And part of it is because they are at this money level, which is a whole topic, and it's covered in limitless money, by the way, in case you're interested. But they're at this money level, but their thoughts and feelings are, and said another way, their energy is in alignment with that money level because it's something that they've expected previously. It's familiar to them. They don't have issues around receiving that amount of money because otherwise they wouldn't have previously. However, if they suddenly decide, do you know what? I really want my business to be making 10k a month and they've never received 10k a month previously then the likelihood is and particularly on the topic of money so it really depends on the topic but that is something new and so it's going to be a much more easeful intentional manifestation if we start further up in the flow so if we just start with the actions that have been creating 2k per month for them the likelihood is those actions are going to continue creating consistent 2K months. And it doesn't even matter if they change the actions, they're still going to get 2K months and they can feel like, oh my God, maybe I'm just not cut out for 10K months. Maybe it's something about me. It's not really something inherently about you, but it's just that you're working on the actions, changing the actions and expecting to create this new experience when really you need to create a new energy first to fuel the actions. Maybe some of the actions would be the same, but with a different energy different results. Or maybe when you shift your energy, then you have revealed to you, you know, through, you know, your own thought process or somebody suggests it, or you just have this aha moment, whatever, some actions to take that actually lead you to the 10K. This is making sense. So when you have something new that you want to experience, something new that you want to manifest that you haven't experienced before, when you start with your thoughts or beliefs, your belief system around that thing or that experience, And then you move into your feelings and aligning your feelings with feeling good about receiving that thing. And not just at an intellectual level, like, oh yeah, of course I would like to receive more money. Because if you've been around here for any length of time, we all know that it goes a lot deeper than that. We have a lot of conditioning in this instance, in particular around money and whether or not it's safe and okay for us to receive more of it. But this is, this is some of the work that I do, of course, in, in Limitless Money. But when you get your thoughts and feelings, and therefore your energy, in alignment with 10k months, you feel good about receiving 10k and in expectation of receiving 10k, then the actions that you take will lead you to the 10k months. (laughs) So this is why it's so helpful to have this in mind, this flow of thoughts and beliefs flow into feelings and emotions, which together combine to create your energy. And that energy flows into your actions, the actions that you take and indicates then the outcomes and influences heavily the outcomes and the experience and the results that the energy plus the action combined create. So when you're looking to do something new, start at the top of that flow. Start with what am I believing about this thing? What am I thinking is true about it? Now in the 2k to 10k example, things that I hear all the time are, I'm worried though, if I start making that kind of money, this might happen. Maybe my kids will become spoiled. Maybe I'll have to work too much to make that happen. Maybe I'll start feeling really overwhelmed. Maybe I'll have to do the type of work that I don't want to do. There's 
all sorts of stuff that can come up. Maybe I'll be greedy for wanting that much. Who am I to want that much? Who am I to think that I'm worthy of receiving that kind of money? There, I mean, I could talk until the cows come home around what I've worked through personally and helped countless women, dozens and dozens of women work through around money stuff in particular. But once you notice that, oh, there's actually all of this stuff there, which is creating an experience of me not receiving 10K, then you're in that position of power. You can work on changing your belief system around the new thing in this example, 10K per month. And when you've done that, when you are thinking thoughts in alignment with 10K months, when you are feeling good about receiving 10K months, so maybe you've done your work to see how it is possible to create 10K months working the hours that you love to work, that it is possible to create 10K months doing work that you love and that fulfills you. It is possible to work, to earn 10K months working with the type of clients you adore working with. Like, and, and it doesn't make you, like all of these things, when you've worked through all that, you have a new belief system around the 10k months, then guess what's going to happen to you? You're going to start receiving in alignment with it. You're going to receive opportunities. Maybe clients come to you out of nowhere. Maybe you get ideas, spurts of creativity. Everything starts to align so that you can channel this new energy, these new thoughts and new feelings about the money you receive in your business, in this example, into the actions that you take. And then you get the outcome of the 10K months. This is literally how we use the law of attraction to manifest with intention. If we are not vibrating at the frequency of 10K months, we cannot receive 10K months. It's as simple as that. So how do we change our frequency? I'm gonna get into that in the next episode because I want to really make sure that you feel like you know what you can tangibly be doing. What I don't want this manifestation series to be is us just having this lovely conversation about theoretically how manifestation works. And by the way, I totally know I could have put this in a course and charged you for it. You're welcome in advance. (laughs) But I just really would love to see more and more women using manifestation and the law of attraction with more intention because I know that you're going to use it to create really cool experiences and just cool shit in your life. And I know that when you're happy and you're living your best life, it creates this beautiful ripple effect. I am all about the ripple effect. My clients will tell you this. I'm always like, and what's the ripple? Look at that ripple. I just love it. I just love seeing that kind of wave of abundance and joy and contentment and all of the things that we create when we're creating with more intention um, just flow out and touch other people and other people's lives as well. So this is why I'm I'm doing this. I'm just giving away all all of the good stuff here in this particular series. But we'll get into in particular, practically speaking, well, what can you be doing to make sure that your energy then, if you want to start at the top of the flow, is in alignment with the thing that you're wanting to intentionally manifest. But in a nutshell, that's it. You can decide the thing that you desire and then you can decide, how do I want to go about this? Do I want to hustle my way there? Do I want to take some action? Do I want to plan? Do I want to magic my way to it? What do I want to do? Some of that might be dictated by whether or not you know how to do the thing, that's up to you. But then ultimately, it comes down to having your thoughts and feelings align with the thing that you're looking to manifest and then allowing that energy to feed into any action you decide to take. Now, a note on action. Action is often required More often than not, far less action is required than we have been led to believe because we have this lie in society that action equals results. It's really not that, as we've already described here today. 
But action can also look in a number of different ways when we're talking about manifestation. Action could look like sitting outside in the sunshine and thinking about the thing. Action could look like feeling that internal nudge. And this is the thing with manifestation. When you start working more at an energetic level and more working at the, you know, with the law of attraction in this intentional way, you will start to notice because we open to receive them more and more. I call them like nudges, like little kind of urges to do something that doesn't really necessarily totally on surface make sense. So it's not like, oh, I've had this urge to write down this 10-point plan and I can see how all these 10 points when done in order is exactly going to equal my result. Maybe we'll, let, we'll stay open for that too. But sometimes it's like, actually, I'm feeling this really random urge to contact that person from childhood. That's weird. Or I'm feeling this weird urge to go to this particular blog or I'm feeling this weird urge to have a nap. <laughs> now, I am saying that and I'm not actually joking. Sometimes these things are the action. And when we feel that nudge, when we are in alignment, and this is really important, when we are in alignment, when we've done the energy work first to have our thoughts and our feelings lining up with the thing that we want. So making sure that we're thinking thoughts in that direction, we have expectations in that direction, we're feeling good about that thing coming to us. When we're in that energy, we are much more likely to get these nudges. And these nudges, when we start to act upon them, will often lead us to really surprising things. Like that person that you just feel like, I don't know why, I'm thinking about, I don't know, my marketing strategy is the thing that I'm manifesting. And yet I feel compelled to contact Teresa, who I used to know, and who's got nothing to do with marketing. And you're like, just reaching out and saying, hi, Teresa. And she's like, oh, hey, hi. And then it turns out, lo and behold, that something from that conversation leads you to the answer that you needed. Like, I've just seen this happen so many times. Those nudges are also sometimes the action. So when we're talking about action, yes, sometimes it is sending uh, an email to your audience. Sometimes it is creating a spreadsheet. Sometimes it is getting on the sales call. You know, all of those kind of business owner things that we know to do. And sometimes it's following the nudges, the intuition, even though it doesn't logically look like it's leading to the thing that we desire. When we start to follow that more, we'll get faster manifestations and more easeful manifestations. So, I want to leave you with a thought on manifestation here. I want you to consider that everything is available to you. When we get into looking at the, the world, the universe that we operate in at an energetic level, and we understand that we are beings of energy and everything we interact with is energy. And this isn't some woo-woo thing. This is science, right? We are energy. Everything in the universe is energy. End of. When we understand this, we can understand and open our minds to the idea that really everything is possible. So anything that you desire is possible for you. And when you can do that, you're expanding energetically, which guess what is making you a match for more expansive things. Yay. But I really want you to kind of sit with this as we move through this series is this idea of possibility and expanding your view of what's possible for you. So when you think of anything that you desire, there'll be kind of a couple of things that you might notice about desires. One would be thinking, oh yeah, that'll never happen for me. Why not? 
expanding your view of what's possible can be so so helpful in terms of helping you manifest with more intention like why not like what if it is possible what if you went towards that as if it was and then it happened you know like I live a life now that I would have told you seven years ago was not possible like just not not the sort of thing that happens to me yeah it must be nice someone would have to make it happen for me I could never do that and yet here I am so that's the first kind of thing that you'll notice when you're thinking of desires. If they're feeling stretchy, and it's great to have stretchy desires, one is one of possibility. See if you can start leaning into, and this is some energetic work already from the outset, leaning into the idea that what if it is possible? How could it be possible? What are some of the ways that it could be possible? Can I find evidence of other people who have done this thing? Looking for ways to expand energetically is such a great place to start. But just even just sitting with the idea of like, huh, everything is available to me. How does that make me feel? But that's the first thing that can come up for us is, no, it's not possible for me. The second thing that I come up against with my clients quite frequently, and I love this one because when we notice this is there, I love how quickly we smash through it and how much we can change timelines, is thinking, yeah, I want that. That's the sort of thing I imagine will take me five years or one year. Or having a timeline attached to something that feels long. One of the reasons that we do that is it feels safer further away, which is an indication that we need to work on our, our ability to receive it. But actually, more often than not, it's just a lie that we're telling ourselves. It's just a misconception. It doesn't have to take that long. It doesn't have to be hard, whatever it is that you want. Abraham Hicks, who talk a lot about manifestation and the law of attraction, they have this phrase that gets used all the time. And I'm sure I've quoted it several times on the show and definitely hundreds of times to my clients. And they say, you can as easily manifest a castle as you can a button. You can as easily manifest a castle as you can a button because to the universe, it is all just energy. One way it's arranged into a castle, one way that energy is arranged into a button. It's only our perception of the difference between a castle and a button that makes them feel to us like they should be, one should be harder to manifest than the other. And if that's what we believe, that's what we get because that's how the law of attraction works. So, when you start to align yourself with this possibility that everything's available to me and actually none of the things that I desire have to be hard, none of them have to be difficult to manifest, none of them have to take forever and just start playing with that and start noticing where you have assumptions around whether or not it's possible or even timelines. It's a really good place to get stuck in. That awareness will really serve you in increasing your intentional manifestations because it's this awareness that gives us the clue to the energy signal that we've been putting out and therefore what we've been receiving back. So when I come up against like a long timeline manifestation with one of my clients, I'm like, interesting. And why do we think that? And what could be true instead? And we dismantle that belief it's so funny because, I mean, it never gets old how quickly that thing actually typically just pops in. In fact, yesterday I was on a one of the energy reset calls that I've been giving away and this lovely lady, she and I had a really great call and one of the things, and it's probably because of her that I was using the 10K example because she was talking about making 10K a month and everything that it would mean for her and her family and I loved it and I was like totally in on the vision with her and I said to her, you know, there's nothing to stop that being you next month. Now, I can't make any guarantees, obviously, and every person is different and every business is different and so on and so forth. But really, there's actually nothing tangible 
stopping you from making 10k next month. She has an existing business, she has an existing thing to sell. There's literally nothing stopping her. And the type of thing that she's selling doesn't require her to have, you know, hundreds of thousands of leads to convert them into however many people, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, huh, that's something that I thought was really kind of like a far out reality. And I said, yeah, this is why I love this kind of work is just expanding our view of what's possible. We can start bringing into reality sooner things that we thought were either out of reach entirely or on this like longer trajectory. Okay, so next episode, we're going to get into how to work on your vibration, how to be a match for more so that you can use the law of attraction, you can use your powers of manifestation, yes, you do have them, with more ease and more speed. So we're going to be going even deeper on this topic. Like I said, if you have any feedback, if you've loved this episode, if you loved it, share it, please. Sharing is caring. Send me a DM. Let me know your feedback. Take a screenshot, share it on Instagram. Tag me. I'm at Corey Javid over there. And until next time, remember that you can manifest both a castle and a button and anything else you desire. You know why? Because you're limitless. Bye for now. So my love, you know what they say, sharing is caring. If you loved today's episode, then help a mother out. I would be so grateful if you would take a screenshot of this episode in your podcast player right now and post it to your Insta stories, tagging me at Cory Javid and help me get the word out that we get to be successful because we're mothers, not in spite of it. Let's save as many other mothers in biz as we can from this old paradigm of hustle, effort, and sacrifice. And let's spread the word on energy over effort, shall we? Thanks, love.